It's the moment you've all been waiting for for one week, or if you're listening to this in, in the catalog for maybe an hour or some amount of time in between those two increments. It's the exciting conclusion of our search for the world's best shattered backboard dunk. If you missed part one, check it out now. It details why the broken backboard is so important and so under discussed. It's a prime example of something that we as a people are completely misreading. We see broken backboards as one thing, but it's not. It's another. Go listen to the episode. We got a bunch of good comments and DMs, emails from last week's episode. The first was from VladdyLaddy82 on Twitter who commented on the Drome Lane dunk. Why is this the first time I'm seeing this dunk? That is absolutely wild to me that our show, this podcast, introduced the Jerome Lane dunk to someone. I presume they're of a certain age, which is totally fine. I'm honored that I've introduced that dunk, that moment into your life. It feels very good. K Neil KP on Twitter said, check out young Sabonis in Europe. Seemed to break it without using his weight. Straight impact shatter. Fucking love that sentence. Straight impact shatter. Fantastic. Perfect sentence. I'm taking it with me. If you haven't seen uh, Arvita Sabonis' dunk, we're putting it on our socials at First Ballot uh, on Twitter, at First Ballot HOF on Instagram. I realize those should be the same. I've seen the dunk now. I can comment on it. It's a communist block dunk, if that makes sense. Total Iron Curtain dunk. CCCP all the way through. We really need Daryl Dawkins to nickname some Arvidas bonus dunks. Arvidas has a sweat-soaked Heather Gray t-shirt on under his ice-cold Russian national team jersey, and he just power bops it. He just cranks it, and Kaneo KP is right. Instant impact shatter. Very cool. Sabonis should have grabbed a mic and just draggled the thing and been like, if it dies, it dies. Past guest, Keith Fujimoto, the great Keith Fujimoto, gave a shout-out to the dunk scene and oh which is also now on our socials. Mackay Pfeiffer is so mad in that scene. I don't get it. And Julia Stiles is in that movie as well, which I didn't know. Uh, an, an incredible run in black films for some reason from, from Julia Stiles. Past guest Matthew Hollister said, if you don't listen to Dan Devine introduce the Jerome Lane dunk, do you even like basketball? Full and hearty cosign there. Thomas Fant, at Winston Wolf on Twitter, who's been a tremendous friend of the pod, reminded us of the Bryant Reeves broken backboard dunk. It was actually a full honorable mention broken backboard segment that I didn't bring up during our recording because it went so long. Big Country's dunk was certainly in that. And it made me start realizing that we mentioned Akron during the record, if you listen to part one. We talked about how Akron is the home to broken backboards. Gus Johnson, Jerome Lane from St. Vincent, St. Mary's in Akron. Uh, Again, we're presuming LeBron has broken a backboard at some point in his life. Well, how about this for colleges? The Oklahoma State Cowboys have two. Bryant Reeves, Big Country, and Jason Keep. If you've not seen Jason Keeps, it'll be on our socials. Jason Keep gets the steal and the rare two-man shattered backboard. Phenomenal to bust a backboard with a defender hanging on it as well. Jason Keep really seemed to appreciate the moment right away, which is a blast. Maybe we can anoint Oklahoma State, the, the broken backboard capital of NCAA basketball. Fantastic. Chris Morris had a, a, a fantastic broken backboard in the NBA. You, and, that, and by the by, that proves the point of how great broken backboards are. If you can make Chris Morris into a total badass, it's fantastic. Darvin Ham had a broken backboard in college. Texas Tech held onto the rim for as long as possible, which uh, David Estramskis reminded me allowed the time for there to be a great picture of Darvin's dunk which then made the cover of Sports Illustrated. That's a a key part of a great broken backboard image, holding onto that basket as long as you possibly can. Hats off to Darvin Ham. Okay, let's get into it. Part two of the best shattered backboard right here on First Ballot. The next panelist up, DA and the place to be, David Estramskis. The floor is yours. The mic is yours. Here we go. All right. Well, uh, my pick happened on May 10th of 1992. Uh, and I got to give context since Dan did, did on his too. So <laughs> May 10th is two days before Christian Leitner was selected to be on the dream team. Uh, seven, days oh! before the Orla- <laughs> seven days before the Orlando Magic won the lottery, which was oh! known as the Shaq Sweepstakes. <laughs> And three days after some Mix-A-Lot release, Baby Got Back, which, believe it or not, was produced by Rick Rubin. Neil, I know you're a Rick Rubin fan. So did you know he produced Baby Got Back? I did not. I did not. Amazing. (laughs) 
this is already so, one of the most important weeks in American history. <laughs> yes. <really> so, <laughs> so May 10th is when a 22-year-old Shaquille, and this is, like I said, this is before the lottery. This is like one month after he decided oh. to leave college. And he appears on an episode of NBA Inside Stuff. He goes oh to the Sports God. Club LA because he's hanging out in LA because his agent wanted him to play for the Lakers right from the beginning. So I know, I know I'm going to take a while to get to this, but uh, take your time. Buddy. When he signed with Leonard Armado, Armado actually created an outline for him, and the very first line was, "Create a plan to get to the Lakers." Fuck. <laughs> That's how bad he wow. wanted him there in L.A. And this is when, remember, rookies could sign for any amount of money. But anyways, so this is when 22 year old Shaquille O'Neal shows up to the Sports Club L.A. where he's been practicing every week. He's been dunking all week long on these rooms. And he plays a game of one-on-one with Ahmad Rashad on the greatest hoop show of all time, in my opinion, NBA Inside Stuff. <laughs> Let's go. And then so so what happens is, like Denzel playing Ray Allen uh, and he got game, you know, Ahmad actually hits his first shot, which like shocks everybody. And then, you know, he ends up getting his second shot blocked. Shaq ends up getting the ball, takes a couple dribbles, tears down the backboard, and is just laying on the ground in a pile of glass. Like he actually has glass on his face and his shirt. And oh I can show you all the behind the scenes footage uh, uh, later of this thing. His elbow is actually bleeding. And it's like, and everybody's panicking. But, and he oh. doesn't care. Like they're asking him, like, you okay? And he's like, fuck yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then so everyone's gathered around. Leonard Armato is like terrified. The, the people who run the... Um, the LA sports club, they're scared. There's like seven people all gathered around Shaq while he's laying in the glass, smiling. And Ahmad Rashad, being the amazing host that he oh. is and producer, runs over. He starts screaming at everybody, move, move, move. So they all get out of his shot. And then he taps Shaq on the back and he goes, is that all you got? Oh like, that's just an God. amazing <laughs> TV production moment, which, Neil, I know you'll really appreciate. <laughs> uh, Ahmad, I mean, it, it's just for a second, hats off to Ahmad. Um, to, for him to have that line is so funny for him to, to to recognize that moment hold on this amazing thing happened don't let Shaq even get out of the glass yet I gotta come over and put this joke down it's really yeah. really good television yeah and then Shaq had this uh, great line later on about this moment where he said I think because he's like he said he's been dunking on this basketball rim all week long and nothing ever happened so for him to break it like on television on his first try, he said, I think this is the basketball God's way of letting earthlings know about the power that I'm coming with. Fuck Just man. An amazing Fuck. quote. <laughs> Fucking Christ sure. almighty Shaquille O'Neal. What a fantastic moment. Uh, the, the, uh, Ahmad also has a, a, a line at the very end of this where he goes, Hey, the score is one, one. Yeah. Like he's like, <laughs> We got to finish this game because the score is one to one. That's so good. It's a brilliant segment. It's a phenomenal dunk. This might be my personal favorite backboard breaking dunk. That that doesn't necessarily need to mean anything, but it certainly might let you know which way I'm leaning. It is an absolute detonation. That fucking hoop leaps off the goddamn glass. It's 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 really uh, nasty. Paul, what are your thoughts of the actual dunk and the breaking? That is a violent snap. Uh, 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 that is, you know, to see to see Shaq tumble like that out of the air. Um, <laughs> well, I, I remember as a kid seeing it, and I was like, "Oh, that, 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 that's got to hurt." And I think in, in his book, Dave, he, he talks about um, how close he was to getting even more injured if he had have been, I don't know, if 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 he had been lying on the ground a little bit longer, or um, th there's something about him becoming precariously close to. Uh, even more significant injury. Um, he sort of dodged a bullet on that one, a bit, a bit like the one in New Jersey. Maybe that's the maybe that's the glass and the elbow thing. I hadn't heard that yeah. he actually cut himself. Yeah, yeah. It's actually I have, I have footage of it. Um, which side story I got in trouble for? Uh, if you know my history of kind of revealing, releasing footage that I shouldn't uh, on in the NBA, doing two investigations on me because of it. Well, I <laughs> I have. No. I have all the behind-the-scenes footage from that episode Wait, uh, from my on, same hold source. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Where did you get this footage? I I have a connection. Trying to make the block hot, Neil? What are we doing here? <laughs> no. So, <laughs> yeah, so, Dan, I don't know if you know. I've, I've gotten in trouble a few times for, like, releasing. I created a, 
a trailer from the original Last Dance, you know, the story behind it was that it was made like 20 years ago and there's a bunch of footage that Jordan really hated. And when there was they were kind of holding up on when they were going to release it, I end up because I have the full film. I was like, I'm just going to make a trailer out of it and put all this footage. And that thing got taken off pretty quickly. And and there's and a lot of that footage never made it to to the last dance, um, you know, the final thing. Do you still have? And then there's other stuff like J.R. Smith's blunder and the the NBA finals where uh, um, where LeBron's pissed and he's staring at the bench and the bench. You know, I put that video out the night of that game. So anyways, the same person, he hooked me up and I have the behind the scenes footage of this. And it's just a whole lot of Ahmad Rashad just cursing. (laughs) Hold on. on. Do you hold on? I want to get into the Ahmad Rashad cursing. I want to get it back. I want to have a quick question, though. Do you still have the footage of that that Jordan, um, the the stuff that didn't go to last dance? Do you still have that footage? I I have the movie and I'll give it to you. Oh, my God. Okay, (laughs) this is. You need to work on the branding, your branding. You need to tell people that the NBA has a file on you. Do you hear what I'm saying? That needs to be in your bio. The N- the NBA has a file on me. That's who I am. I'm David fucking Estramskis. And they were accusing a certain editor that worked there of releasing this stuff. And he and you know, I know the guy and he told me, he's like, you know that the NBA thinks I'm you. <laughs> like they think I'm stealing this footage and just leaking it. <laughs> Uh, okay. Okay. So, but, to, to speak quickly to but, the um, to the, uh, the 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 footage you have the 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 Ahmad Rashad swearing footage. Well, it's just it's kind of cool because at the beginning it starts off with they're asking like you know um, what do you want to do and Ahmad he goes yeah I want him to dunk on me and shit. So he flat out says he wants Shaq to to dunk him, which I'm this probably turned out better for him that you know Shaq just blew by him and tore down a rim and didn't actually dunk on him because he might have really been injured at the time. Oh, gosh. And then. Uh, and the funny thing is, so then after, you know, he gets up, Shaq is worried. Shaq's like, do I have to pay for this? And yes, um, it's, it's so like, funny. nah, hell no. And he goes, uh, don't worry. The NBA makes billions. He's like, the NBA will be paying for this and they're going to be paying $25 million to you. And I was injured too. So they're going to have to cut me a check. <laughs> so, so, so da- David sends me some of this audio. Uh, let me play some of it for, so everybody can hear. Let's listen to the first clip. Which way you want me to go? Would you ever wage your best way? Explosion, shacks on the ground. You okay? Fuck yeah. You alright? Yeah, I'm alright. Yeah, I'm good. God damn. Yeah, I'm alright. Yeah. No, I'm alright. There's a mod. Is that all you got? Yeah. So funny. Guess that's the end of that game. The NBA will be paying for this basket and for 10, $25 million to Shaquille O'Neal. And me. I was hurt too. <laughs> and then here is here is Shaq worried about having to pay for it. Yeah, you need to water and wash the glass off. So good. This this behind the scenes footage that you somehow procured and released to the world that has Ahmad Rashad swearing and Shaq worrying about paying for the hoop and Ahmad being like, you're not gonna have to pay for that. It really heightens and adds to this moment. It's it's a special, special dunk. Thank you for submitting it. Can I tell a story on why this thing was so special to me? This moment. All right. So it's kind of a parenting story, too. <laughs> All right. So oh, I'm yeah. growing up. I, I lived in a little town called Titusville, which is right next to Orlando at the time. So this is why it was so important to me and all of the Orlando Magic fans around there. All right. So, like, I have two teenage daughters and, you know, now they have nice iPhones and everything. But when they first wanted a smartphone, you know, and I, I don't want to spoil them. So I was like, all right, I'm going to buy them this really cheap, shitty, clunky, undependable Android phone. Because they're gonna have to, they're gonna have to wait until they can get like a nice one and stuff. Right. Yeah. And to to Orlando Magic fans, we we had a frustrating Android phone in the form of Stanley Roberts. So Stanley Roberts (laughs) was he was our center that we drafted the year before Shaq. And you know when you do like product comparisons on websites, you put up two things. It looks the same. So it's like you just type smartphone. So if you looked at them both, it's like. 
big seven footer, strong LSU center. Right. But but you know that one of them, like I said, is this going to break down? You're going to want to get rid of it after a year. And that's basically what happened. And the thing about Stanley is that he was the original backboard breaker. He actually broke a couple backboards during the Orlando Magic's practice. And his nickname at the beginning was Rim Record number 50, 52 or 53. I forgot what number he wore. <laughs> but that was his nickname. And this is how it's true. Stanley's even admitted it. When, by the time he left Orlando at the end of the year, his teammates nicknamed him Big Garbage. That's how bad he was. So Shaq goes on to become the big Aristotle, the big cactus. Stanley left as the big garbage. Oh, my God. So, oh God. so Shaquille O'Neal was uh, was our, our new iPhone. We were just, yes. it's like we, we got a taste of what it would be like to have a big LSU center, but it's like he, he didn't work out. So you know, this is how bad Stanley was. His first game against David Robinson he was one for seven from the field, and he had three fouls, and he only played ten minutes. That's that, that's 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 how Stanley did in the NBA. And um, Man, so, somebody come pick the the glass out of the forearms and forehead and back of Stanley Roberts. He's he's been dunked on harder than anybody any any other basket in this entire podcast so far. Yeah, well, hey, it gets worse for Stanley. So the funny thing is, also it gets worse than the big garbage. <laughs> Paul, Paul, do you have? Uh, an opinion. Have you seen the inside stuff segment that where Shaq rips off the hoop? Do you have any thoughts on that as the as the member of Dunk Comp that's with us today? Yeah. So this is um this is interesting because obviously David saw the saw the saw this dunk on inside stuff, but now I recollect that this dunk was part of my introduction to shattered backboards because I saw it on NBA Jam session. It's part of the rim shaker right. segment, yeah. which uh. opens which opens with Daryl Dawkins talking about uh, his exploits and then you go on and see a whole bunch of other dunks some pretty um, you know pretty routine stuff you know your man Richard Dumas is in Richard there Dumas. <laughs> you got Kenny Williams throwing down Lafonso Wallace and then out of nowhere they insert this particular clip and it hits you <laughs> it hits you real hard because you know every, everyone else seems to get off uh, pretty lightly after they finish their dunks uh, and then Shaq comes in and obviously um, gets horizontal midair basically and and hits the deck it's so as a 10 year old it was like okay um yeah it's, a, it's you could be put in a compromising position if this goes pear-shaped re-watching this now i find myself afraid for him i yes. know what happens yes and i know he's fine yes and i know he goes on to like the greatest career yes and i'm watching this and i'm like this man falls like flat down on his back like a wrestler taking a bump yes and it's still like I, I'm, I'm concerned for his earning potential. Yeah, uh, and and then as we later come to find out, that's actually going to be quite fine, and the generals yeah. got him taken care of there. But, <laughs> but yeah, the the yeah, it's, a, it's such a great point, Paul, to point out. Like often these wind up being like expressions of grace in some other way, mm -hmm. where it's like, yeah, these guys land down, and you have like mm -hmm. the 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 glass comes down like snowfall or whatever. This is like this is how wrong everything can go with the yes. level of power yes. coursing through these moments. <laughs> And and for it to actually still be fine, yeah. Like I, David, your point, the quote about like this, or uh, I'm sorry, I forget who said the quote, but like because there's just been so much happening, and I'm frantic. But the that like this is letting people know the power that I'm bringing to the to, yeah. to the sport. Like it really is. It's like a John the Baptist. Like like you're, you're yeah. like presenting to the world. This is what is about to come your way. Uh. It's it's. Like Fuck. even now, I'm like, this is like imagining what could be coming. Like, well, you know, what fresh hell strides toward us? This is incredible. <laughs> yes, <laughs> fresh hell and power coursing. These are per these are great sentences. They're all mild. So, Take so, it with me. So what Dan's talking about? That's what makes this so amazing. Is because everything we know about Shaquille O'Neal, this was like the trailer for it. Like this was the yes. tier. Like this is what's yes. coming. I, and I was, I was the like, trailer for Shaq. That's so. It, it good. is because you got to think his rookie year. It, it's just, he was a synonymous with breaking backboards. Like you know, like I said the two backboards he ends up breaking. He does the commercial, the Super Bowl commercial with all the NBA legends, yes. which ends with him breaking the backboard. He of goes course. on Arsenio Hall and wraps a Fouch Nickens, and his final line is "Slam it, jam it, make sure it's broke." Like oh, everything he does is go. all about breaking, breaking <laughs> backboards. So this was like the, the rough. This is like I don't know, like. Biggie's demo tape before ready to die or something. Yeah, it's like this so was the teaser. Good. Like wow. this so is good. wait, 
wait till you see the official thing because this damn. is just a teaser. God damn, this is so good. Dan, Dan, you mentioned being worried for him. I couldn't agree more. You cannot show this clip to any mother and not have them gasp deeply. <laughs> it's a deep, deep, real gasp when any mother sees this clip because there's a violence as it happens and his 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 weight is really taken out. And the sound of the hoop, like as the because he holds on to the rim and the rim comes down and he smashes it into the wood behind him. It creates this great sound. Let's listen to it here quickly. Here we go. Well, give me your best. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see your best. I mean, it's just a fucking. It's like a stick of dynamite went off, and there, there. It is a very scary thing to watch, and that does add to the to its importance to to the moment here. There's a there's the the sound is violent. The fall is violent. He's uh, David says that he's cut and he's bleeding. There's there there is no grace to this. This is not within the context of a game. It's like a fucking shotgun blast, and then we're all just left to watch it. It's amazing. Hey, da- David, can I talk quickly about those rap lyrics you just brought up? I don't know if you've seen this editorial. <laughs> uh, this editorial from New York Times in 1993. It is a scathing attack on players. No, breaking I haven't. It is an it is an. In- is an incredible article to read uh, uh, decades on. And this is this is how it goes. In America's Celebrity Mart, yesterday's rhyme is today's rap. In one of the songs on his album released last summer, O'Neill brags, I jam it, I slam it, I make sure it's broke. What's wrong with these pictures and lyrics? O'Neill's commercial persona represents an insidious glorification of needless destruction. <laughs> and, I mean, th- this guy takes shots at Daryl Dawkins. He calls uh, him who, a one-trick dunce. You know? Yeah, he's he, yeah. He, uh, well, should I disclose the author's name? I mean, he's 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 still active. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't care. <laughs> Harvey Arriton. Holy yeah. shit! Wow. Yeah, it's. It, I'll send you the article. It, it is. He Dawkins developed a reputation of a one-trick dunce. He made up cute rhymes celebrating his worthless feats of strength that sent glass flying everywhere and delayed the game for up to an hour. Uh, now I'm pretty sure Dawkins wasn't a one-trick dunce. Um, he had a pretty successful <laughs> NBA career, and to take shots at him, some I don't know, 14 years after it happened, is uh, <laughs> is uh, I don't know. It's it's you mad. It's you mad. That's what For it is. For sure, uh, fucking Harvey Arrington can get bent. And and the problem with these personal shots that people have taken over the years at guys breaking the backboard is that it's. It's not a player transgression. It's an engineering failure that has resulted in what we observe. Right. It's <laughs> the, 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 the equipment has failed to resist the loads that is expected to resist during the course of the game. Um, it's got nothing to do with the player. And, and guys, uh, I can't. I, I'm so sorry to, to to bring this back to Jerome Lane and the incredible dunk that he had. But in that moment, afterward, as they're going to the, they're, they're trying to figure out what to do next with the broadcast. Bill Raftery says, "No reason for a technical foul. Just inferior body equipment and superior strength. He'll be a hero." So yes, I completely is. agree. This is it's about a, it's an engineering failure being brought on. It's basically John Henry beating the steam shovel, beating the train. Like this is what we're talking about here. These feats of strength overcoming, uh, you know, the industrialization of our nation and of other nations as well. Shout out to Trieste. Like, there's just a lot to consider here about what the the the, depth, the limits of human potential and how we surpass them via dunking. It is inferior equipment. Dan's really on the attack. Yes. Uh, I I really appreciate that. Uh, really fighting for his submission. Um, I want Harvey Ayrton to listen to this podcast and just, just rip it and fuck a new one. That would be so much fun. I would be an honor to have him insult this podcast over being shatter you know, our glass, Harvey. He'll do it. <laughs> well, fuck, that turned me on. Holy shit. Hey, well, Rod, Rod Thorne says after the Shaq season, right? Rod Thorne says we had a new thing this year with backboards, both coming down and being broken. We're going to make sure that all of our equipment is up to snuff. So the NBA admits it's an equipment issue. So Harvey can, um, yes, Harvey can, Harvey can yeah. jog on. <laughs> oh, what a great Australian thing to say! That was a hardcore Australian thing to say. Can can, can y'all name the the one player who actually shattered a glass during that 1992 season? Chris Morris. Yep. Yes. Wow. And, by the way, Chris Morris's dunk. 
is fucking super cool in that i mean it, it sort of proves the it, it proves the the thesis statement it, what's the what's the scientific fucking method it proves the hypothesis that fucking broken backboard dunks are awesome because chris morris has one and chris morris is awesome because he did it and chris morris isn't generally cool for any other reason other than he cocked that thing behind his head boofed it and the glass shatters but does not fall out i really appreciate that one chris morris gets credit for the raise the roof thing in the 90s is that true? When, uh, during during against the Bulls, the Jazz Bulls series, he would do the raise the roof celebration, <laughs> and a lot of people start talking about it. That's my that's my Chris Morris story. Hey, we hey, I've got to do my dunk here. I haven't submitted my dunk. We've already talked about this gentleman once or twice now. Here, my dunk happened November thirteenth, nineteen seventy nine. Now the game footage is thin. For the most part, all of us have ever seen is the replay, and I sorry to say didn't get to watch the game tape otherwise we're talking about daryl dawkins's first broken backboard again november 13 1979 philly the philadelphia 76ers are playing the kansas city kings i i had no i guess i knew that the kings used to play in kansas city but that's how long ago this dunk happened the, the philly is playing and ultimately lost to the Kansas City Kings. I don't know that the Kings here winning makes a difference. Dawkins played 30 minutes. He was 2 of 7 from the field. He had four points. This dunk that shatters the backboard is two of his four points. He had eight boards, one assist, and two blocks. It's a, a really pathetic stat line, but the dunk is out of control. And my favorite stat is that three weeks after this first dunk against the Kansas City Kings, the first, in my opinion, the first, like, this is the seminal broken backboard dunk that is recorded on camera in the NBA that everyone knows. It's the originator. It is Godfather Part 1. And you could make the argument that Godfather Part 2 is the better movie, but Godfather 2 does not exist without Godfather 1. Do you hear what I'm saying? There is no Empire Strikes Back without the original Star Wars. The originator needs the weight. This Dawkins dunk is awesome. Three weeks later, he does it again. He breaks another backboard. <laughs> I'm folding the second one kind of into the moment of the first. Cheating a little bit. It's your show. My eye test is I, I thank you so much. <laughs> My eye test is I watched this dunk, the first Dawkins dunk against KC. Bill Robenzine, who I've never heard that name in my life. The only time I've ever heard the word Robenzine is in the nickname that Dawkins gave to this dunk, which we'll get to in a minute. Bill Robenzine is the player for the KC Kings who is left in the wake of the glass shattering. And in this moment, after this dunk, the glass really sheets. It sheets. He, he, he dunks this basketball. He two-hand stuffs it. The glass sheets out of the backboard and falls on Bill Robenzine. And what I really want to make a point to mention is that Bill Robenzine is really a gigantic baby in this moment. He's It's clear that he's very scared. He scrunches up his face. You can see him scrunch up his face. Oh, shit. He throws up his hands, and he really, like, tiptoes out of this, this downfall of the glass, this, this, this sheeting glass. One of Daryl's teammates on the bench steps over the bench to walk away from what's happened. That's a lot of fun. Uh, another thing I spotted, both Jerome Lane, this is for Dan, both Jerome Lane and Daryl Dawkins are wearing pony sneakers during these dunks. Ooh, wow. Just something to think about. And for you, all you sneakerhead kids, you mad? Anybody mad about this? This is my goddamn favorite. This I love it when someone's mad, and I have said previously on previous episodes, particularly I think the, maybe the first one we ever did, there's bonus points in you, Matt, if you get an old white guy angry. And I've got a couple <laughs> old white guys that are red-hot pissed about Daryl Dawkins' dunk. This is in Kansas City. I mean, by the by, bonus points. I tried to attack Michael Jordan by saying that the, the, the shatter happens on the recoil. Bonus points here for Dawkins' dunk his first one because it happens at an away game. It happens in a, the other team's arena. Fuck your court and your arena and all your bullshit that you have in here. You can't fucking control me. You can't contain me. That's what Dawkins did. Okay, you mad. Anybody mad? Yes, for certain. Craig Sager. Does anybody know this story? Wow, 
No. no. Craig Sager. This is so good. This is, is so good. This is working <laughs> at the news station across the street from the game, Dan Devine. And goes, I will run over to the game with the cameraman to tape interviews. He tapes an interview with some white guy that I presume works for the Kansas City Kings, maybe works for the state, the arena. I don't know who he is. But he has one of the great quotes ever about a broken backboard dunk. Let's listen to it together. This is what's left of the Philadelphia 76ers backboard. And I know this has to be a disappointment to you and to all the fans. Well, it's uncalled for. You know, it didn't have to happen, but that's Daryl Dawkins. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Old man, get out of here. That's Daryl Dawkins. It didn't have to happen. He didn't have to do this. Fuck off, dude. He absolutely 100% had to do it. Uh, that's just uh, a little bit. And then and then there's one, another white guy that's angry. Let's listen to this clip. Uh, this is uh, Daryl Dawkins' interview talking about the moment. It was like, hey, this is the commissioner. And I went to my office tomorrow at 9 o'clock in the morning. I was like, uh-oh, Lawrence O'Brien called me in. He said, it's dangerous. I want you to stop doing it. If you don't, it's going to be $5,000 every time you do it. Larry O'Brien of the Larry O'Brien Trophy, former NBA commissioner, calls Dawkins into his office and says, I'm going to find you $5,000 every time you do this. Can I throw in the Kings GM? Please. He sent the 76ers a bill for 300 bucks for the backboard. Fuck. <laughs> and he said, it's not, it's not a part of basketball. It's a sideshow. We're, st- we're supposed to be selling grace and ability of players like Phil Ford, Otis Birdsong, not stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. You, he sent a $300 bill. That's essentially the 131 zone. You hear what I'm saying? That's <laughs> that's the coach playing the 131 zone. We've got these amazing moments of pettiness and going, you're giving me $300 for this backboard because this fucking dude broke it. That's This is a blast. This is exactly what I want this show to be. Absolutely. I don't know who Phil Ford is. Phil, Phil Ford had a <laughs> whale of Phil a game. Is Phil Ford the coach? Correct. I, I, Phil Ford... Uh, had a whale of. I think Phil Ford was the game's leading scorer. I think he had thirty right. in this game. Right. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I want to also say for a moment that I submit my dunk. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I don't know if this is going to make the show. I'm going to submit that my dunk and Shaq's inside stuff dunk. Well, here's the thing. I'm going to go even further. I'm so excited. I've got a real point I'm going to make. This is a goddamn laser. This is a laser slicing through everybody else's <laughs> submissions. Shaq's, Shaq's dunk is in the context of a pre-tape segment with NBA Inside Stuff. He's fucking around. He's fucking around. So, of course, he's trying as hard as he can to have the most explosive, best visual. He's got time. It's just a fucking Ahmad Rashad. He blows by him. Ahmad's in a goddamn tank top. Like, there's no pressure. Shaq's just having a ball. You know what I'm saying? Dawkins is within the context of a game, and it is maximum transfer of power during a game into the hoop. I submit that this Daryl Dawkins dunk is the best example of brute force, shattering from brute force. Jordan's happens on the recoil. I believe there's something. Jerome Lane's the, the 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 hoop is hanging from a thread, hanging off the backboard. I think there was something structurally wrong with Dan's submission. That's what I'm saying. Wow, it's Pittsburgh. I don't trust the the integrity of shit in Pittsburgh. I think I think Dawkins in game is the cleanest example of raw power resulting in a broken backboard, and I'm staying with that. My X factor, the nickname. Yes. The Chocolate Thunder Flying, because, again, Dawkins' nickname is Chocolate Thunder, given to him by Stevie Wonder. So he calls this dunk the Chocolate Thunder Flying, Robenzine Crying, Teeth Shaking, Glass Breaking, Rump Roasting, Bun Toasting, Wham Bam, Glass Breaker, I Am Jam. That's phenomenal. And if Dawkins was still with us today, God rest his soul, he and he was dunking basketballs and he'd be a goddamn social media maven. He'd be killing it. Mm-hmm. Three weeks later, he has that dunk where he breaks the rim. He nicknames that one "Get Out of the Way In," backboard swaying, game delaying. If you ain't grooving, you best get moving. Dunk. I mean, these are fantastic. This is all fantastic. 
And one last little personal story that makes this dunk so special, and I believe makes it the best broken backboard dunk of all time. I saw Daryl Dawkins in Little Italy in New York City. My brother and I were walking through Little Italy, and I saw this gigantic dude leaning up against a light uh, uh, light pole. And I look at him, and I'm like, fuck, that's Daryl Dawkins. And I go, I yell, Daryl Dawkins. And Daryl Dawkins turns to us and reveals that he has a mountainous soft serve ice cream cone. <laughs> it's he, it's huge. It's way past regulation soft serve cone, right? It's very, very tall. And he is licking the cone. Please excuse me. He's licking the cone from the from the cone all the way to the tip. And he turns and he's licking this cone and he turns to us and he's got this big smile. He is confirming that he's Daryl Dawkins and licking this ice cream cone from the tip from the top of the cone to the tip of this ice cream which again, super duper high. My brother is so excited in the moment that he could come up nothing with nothing more than to say you used to name your dunks, man. And that was it. That's my Daryl Dawkins moment. <laughs> and it connects me in a deep way to Daryl Dawkins. And that's my submission. I wound up, uh, I wound up writing the obituary for Yahoo when Daryl Dawkins passed wow. away. Um, and the, going through the clips and talking about, you know, or, you know, reading through over those things to try to do the best job you can. Cause it's something really important when somebody passes away. There's a, a great quote uh, in a 1988 sports illustrated story where the, the journalist asked him like, cause you know, you mentioned like the way that his career was viewed. Maybe he wasn't like a super duper star talent player, but like a very colorful character. And so they asked him like, would you change anything if you could do it all over again? Quote, Dawkins doesn't even pause to reflect on the question. He's answered it to himself many times. No, he said, shaking his head. I wouldn't change a damn thing. I always liked being Daryl Dawkins. Fucking A. Fucking A. What a great sentence. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't love being Daryl Dawkins? Oh, my God. Uh, here is something Shaq said. Here's a quote I found uh, Shaq said about Daryl Dawkins uh, himself. Daryl Dawkins is the, is the father of Power Duncan. I'm just one of his sons. Probably his best son, matter of fact. <laughs> a, a, a great Shaq line. But I just want to say, if we're if we're debating, you know, Dan's been on the offensive. Let me for a moment. The, the Shaq dunk has to be behind this Dawkins dunk because Shaq just fucking said it. He's his son. It's the Osiris of this shit. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> uh, gentlemen, we've had a blast. I appreciate all of you. Thank you so much. We've gone through the dunks. We've gone through the submissions. It's time to go to the next credential. It's time for the cosign. I need a vote from all of you on the induction of these moments. We're going to put a poll on social media, Ball's Life, our our handles, at uh, First Ballot Pod on Twitter, at First Ballot HOF on Instagram. I realize those should be the same. We're, we want you to tell us which is the best dunk of all time. I want the gentleman with us today to tell us which of these dunks belongs in the first ballot hall of fame. Dan Devine, you went first. The floor is yours. The mic is yours. Which of these four submissions do you believe belongs in the first ballot hall of fame? I can't believe I've gotten the honor to go first twice here. This is incredible. Um, Self naked self-interest leads me to, would lead me in one direction here and would lead me to just ruthlessly plug my own work and suggest that I think it should be Jerome Lane. However, Oof. I find the argument that Chocolate Thunder Daryl Dawkins created a lane that everybody else was then able to skate through and fill that Jerome Lane would not have been able to fill that lane if <laughs> not for right. Chocolate Thunder Daryl Dawkins. Right. I find that argument to be compelling, yeah. and I find uh, I'm, I'm getting emotional thinking about it. I believe <laughs> if one of these four, if only one of these four, is right. going to go into the into the rafters, Got I think it. it should be Chocolate Thunder Daryl Dawkins. But okay, so let I will extend you this. First off, thank you. I take that as a personal compliment to what I've done here today. I want to now extend to you the power to say, if you if you were, if I gave you the permission, and I am doing so right now, if I give you the permission to put in more than one, are you putting in anything else? I am putting in uh, Send It In Jerome. Got it. 
Got clear. Got it. Dan, <laughs> naked self-interest, not hiding it at all from yeah. the beginning of this episode until now. Extraordinarily clear. <laughs> Extraordinarily clear with, with a horse. He has a horse in this race. It's Jerome Lane. He's putting into the first Bell Hall of Fame. Okay, here we go. David Estrapskis, the floor is yours. Which of these dunks, which of these four submissions deserves induction to the first Bell Hall of Fame? As much as I love my moment, uh, it, it's personal to me, uh, but I don't think it actually belongs in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Send it in Jerome has the most memorable sound bite to me. And yeah. it's it's almost like a meme. It's like people will say, I think there's people on the internet, they don't even know where it's from, but they'll That's right. people will just use that audio clip on That's other right. videos and stuff, yep. or people will just say it. Uh so that that gets a that gets a, a vote higher than the Shaq one. But I gotta go with Daryl Dawkins just because I it's the original backboard yep. uh breaking dunk. I know Chuck Connors gets credit as the first guy NBA player to break a backboard, but he did it on a missed shot. So that doesn't count. And that's, that's actually a fact that Chuck Connors, the actor from the rifleman broke the first NBA backboard, but he did it on a missed shot. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm going with my, uh, my late friend, uh, Daryl Dawkins. Um, and I just want to throw in a, a, one more kind of little interesting, fun thing. So Shaq once said when he, in a sports illustrated article, uh, while he was in college that he studies rimology. And he goes, it's just the way he studies basketball goals. And he goes, every uh, arena he goes into, he would examine the rim. And you know, with the hope that one day he'll be able to tear one of these down. And then actually at the end of the, the inside stuff segment, I don't know if it made it to the real, the, to the one down the show or not. Um, when Ahmad Rashad says, I guess that's what he means by rimology. So I just thought that yes. was kind of a cool wow. callback to that, to that article. A late finish line push from David Estramskis to try and get this Shaq uh, moment uh, into the hall. Doesn't seem to be working right now. We've got a vote nope. for Jerome Lane and a, two votes for Daryl Dawkins. Has he swayed you, Paul? The floor is yours. You get to vote. Is it the tree stay Jordan dunk? Is it Jerome? Send it in Jerome. Is it Shaq's inside stuff or is it the... the, the Chocolate Thunder, yours. Chocolate <laughs> I couldn't remember the nickname. It's so long. The Chocolate it's Thunder, Robinson crying, whatever the hell called dunk. So Michael Jordan's dunk in Trieste is unique simply because of the fact of its anonymity and um, it, its rebirth. Uh, you know, it was, it would have been the subject of much talk in Piazza, but it certainly wasn't being uh, dissected in barbershops uh, until, until recently. However, uh, there's no doubt that Daryl Dawkins's first dunk um, should be inducted uh, into the first ballot Hall of Fame. He knows he knows how good it was. Uh, it was an accident. That first one he says was an accident. Um, and I, I suppose the, the, the thing with Daryl Dawkins is he, he knows his stands out above all others. And th there's a moment um, that I recall that this sort of um, – exemplifies this. It's the 2008 slam dunk contest where Daryl Dawkins is a judge. And I don't know if you remember this, uh, Gerald Green takes off his shoes uh, for one of his dunks, yeah. uh, walks up, puts the ball between his legs and, and dunks the thing in socks, an impressive dunk. And uh, he goes back to his shoes, he signs them and puts them on the judge's table. And Daryl Dawkins just simply swipes the shoes off the table. <laughs> And I don't know what happened to those shoes. I don't know what happened to those shoes, but it, it, it just, to me, it was, it was, it was, um, it, it, it just showed that Daryl was like, nah, this is not, this is not in my league. Don't, don't, don't bring, don't bring your footwear to me. Don't, don't suggest that your dunking oh, is on so par to funny. what my accomplishments uh, were because uh, you, 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 you can dunk in socks as much as you like. I, I tore down a backboard. The whole thing just shattered. I put Robinson's name in the uh, in in the dunk itself. Um, yeah, you're, you're not on my level. You're not on my level. Incredible. Uh, a fantastic job by all three of you. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for doing this. It's time for the induction speech. That's when I and Neil get to decide. We've got a you know three out of three vote for Daryl Dawkins. It was my submission. I want to be clear about something. This is my show. I, I do feel a little embarrassed that it's landed on this being my dunk. It was not my intention. I want to be clear. Everyone made their choice, and I chose what was left. 
Hall chose his first. Dan then picked Jerome Lane. David had this phenomenal, you know, behind the scenes audio from the Shaq Ahmad Rashad thing. And I was left with Daryl Duncan. So this isn't so much about me, although I did do a fantastic job of presenting it. Clearly. Daryl Dawkins dunk is 100% in the first battle hall of fame. Black it right now on the wall forever. I want to go back and think just for a moment about Jerome Lane. The one three one zone really made my heart sing. That might be my favorite detail to come out of this episode. And it almost, it so closely gets me to putting Trieste in, but I can't do it because we need to hold the bar high at the first battle hall of fame. We got to do it. The Shaq dunk is my personal favorite, and it's 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 akin to the the um, Sean Kemp when he dunks on Gatling and then daps him up. That's my favorite Sean Kemp dunk, but it's not in the first ballot Hall of Fame. You know, Paul made the great point during that recording that we don't want to diminish what Chris Gatling did, and if we put it in the first ballot Hall of Fame, maybe it's at the cost of Chris Gatling. So for that reason, that dunk is not in, but it is my personal favorite. Shaq's dunk in the Shaq's inside stuff is my favorite of these glass broken dunks, but it's also not going to the first battle of fame. I want to revisit Jerome Lane and I want to do it together as a group. Is there something that we've heard in this podcast about the, the send it in Jerome that is, it, does it have that extra spice that it needs to get into the first battle of fame? Clearly a great call. Clearly a great dunk. The explosion, the glass. Does it have that X factor? Does it have that MVP, that most valuable part that puts it in? What is it? Can, can I talk about send it in Jerome? Yeah. The, 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 ra- the raftery line. Like, it, on the surface, it's clunky. Ha- however, it's It's perfect. And, 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 and Raftery admits, he says, obviously, I wasn't a straight A's student coming out with something like that. However, it sticks. You know, he, he, he sent it home um, in, in the most explicit way possible. There's, there's nothing wrong with that call. And I think uh, that, 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 that certainly gives it an edge, the, the, um, both the, the Raftery call and the fact that we have audio of the, um, the shattering. Dan, the floor is yours. Is there what? What are you putting forward as like the the thing that makes this thing this moment extra special? It essentially mints Bill Raftery as an iconic voice That's true. in the his, history of color commentary. You know that and onions and whatever else. But like this is the thing. This has followed you know followed him throughout. Um, and the 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 thing that I keep coming back to with it is. It's like it's like it was edited together. The contact that Lane makes with the defender and then the simultaneous motion of the ball going through the rim and it coming down. It's like that. Like it wasn't any wasted mo- movement, any any wasted time, all instantaneous. And that simultaneity of it is what leads to the silence of the announcers because they're sitting there going, yes. what the yes. fuck? Yes. So you get the space in the moment to sort of wrangle with the enormity of it. And then the only things that can happen are a man whose job it is to speak professionally screaming. Yeah. (laughs) And then Bill Raftery yelling, send it in Jerome. And so there's like, it's, I don't know. It's like a pixie song. It's loud, quiet, loud. And then you have the explosion of it. And to me that, uh, I can understand other people making other choices. I myself have, you know, spoken in favor of chocolate thunder, um, but when I think of of a backboard breaking dunk in That's the context of a game, this is yeah. will always be the one that I think of. That's really good. That's really good. I like that. Uh, I like I like everything you've just posited. You've also got the glass ring, which is fantastic. You have Jerome Lane, who's never gotten it. You've got the Jerome Lane quote saying he tried to do it every time for the rest of his life and never never got there. It's a, it's truly a moment for Jerome Lane. Is this not a podcast about moments? Is this not a yeah, podcast yeah. about moments? Uh, let's let's put it in, Dan. Let's put it in Jerome Lane. Yes! Let's put it, send it in, Jerome. <laughs> send it in! <laughs> send it into the first ballot Hall of Fame. Oh, my God. Fantastic. Gentlemen, how can people follow you? Dan, you go first. How can people follow you? What can you plug? A fantastic episode. I feel like I just had a flu game. I just like, I, I'm like, I'm just, I'm flawling, flailing down here. Um, follow me on social media at your man divine. Uh, find my work at yahoosports.com. Uh, you can follow the podcast. Divine intervention comes out weekly. No cap room with Jake Fisher comes out weekly. You could find those on the ball. Don't lie podcast network, anywhere you get your podcast or wherever you're listening to this follow first ballot 
pod also because I'm now two for two in the first ballot pod and I can't stress enough that I have a 100% success rate on this show. Maybe I need a plaque. I'm just saying, putting it out there. Um, uh, This has been an extraordinarily great way for me to spend some time. Thank you so much for having me. Paul, everyone already follows Dunk Comp. If they don't follow Dunk Comp, you're a goddamn idiot. It's the best <laughs> basketball mixtape, period. It's It It yeah. makes my heart sing. I really enjoy it. It makes me happy every single time I see a video. You just, you just you guys, at the time we're recording this, you just put out the Jokic uh, a game winner against the Warriors. Beautiful, lovely piece of video that heightens my appreciation as an NBA fan. What are you working on? How can people follow you? Yeah, uh, yeah, and, and, that, and that that Jokic video is the um is the work of our creative director Mike Corbett, um, who is putting out some incredible stuff at the moment. Um, so if you go to dunkob.com, all the links are there, are there. Um, and yeah, we'll just continue to put out um, both contemporary and uh, and 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 throwback pieces uh, throughout the season. Um, and I also want to thank uh, Francesco Zago of the Triestina and the basketball community of Trieste for helping me uh, with some of these details. Um, they came through at very short notice. Um, so, so big thanks to them. Paul got some fucking Italians to help him out with this pitch. This is fantastic. Uh, also, Mike Corbett, we got to get you on the show, buddy. 100% we got to get you on the show. Uh, David Estramski is my Ball's Life producer. What are you working on? How can people follow you? Uh, uh, you can just follow. You can follow my work on a lot of these, like, real shitty, lazy basketball aggregator accounts that just steal content. <laughs> <laughs> Broken glass uh, everywhere. <laughs> no, and you know, a lot of these YouTube videos that you... Rats, look, rats. This is, I'm just going to be the asshole now. Honestly, you know what I can't stand? Or actually, no, I'm going to say this. You can always tell when someone has lived through a moment and when someone is just doing internet research. And it's like, there's a lot of... I see a lot of accounts, YouTube videos and stuff. You can tell they're just doing the half-ass internet research and then they're pulling out some stuff. And yeah <laughs> but anyways uh yeah you can follow me at red apples on twitter uh but honestly i mainly just talk about i think movies and just like random collectibles that no one's going to care about um and you know follow ball is life uh and follow dunk comp because it's my favorite uh basketball it's account the best. they're the best Hell yeah uh you guys were all fantastic this was honestly maybe this might this might have been the most fun episode i've recorded i really appreciate you guys for doing it thank you so much that's it. That's the show. My deep and appreciative thanks to Dan Devine, David Estramskis, and Paul from Dunk Comp. That was honestly a blast for me. One of the best times I've had on this show. Thanks for making it happen, fellas. Credits. Roberto Benini Arucci is my editor and partner. Jessica Sang runs the show. EJ Cabasal is my producer. David Estramskis is the plug of Ball's Life. Rhythm J makes all the beats. Follow him on social at Rhythm J. Rate and review us, and please come back next week for more First Ballot. Now, here's the drop from Robbie. It didn't have to happen, but that's Daryl Dawkins.